Welcome to Bonded Voices. This episode, the question, are you living a rich life? So the idea behind this is, while we could all use a different definition of rich, and my interpretation of rich might be different than yours, but it's a great opportunity to uh, do a little mental inventory. And my side of this is, are you looking around to see the richness in your life? I'm Greg. I'm Ian. This is Lauren. So this topic, <clears throat> I think is, it, we've talked previously about mindset. And I think that depending upon if you look at the cup half full versus the cup half empty is the reason why we wanted to talk about, are you living a rich life? Greg, before we started the show tonight, it's interesting this topic because we talked about a lot of things that tied into um, the idea of a rich life. And I'm talking about when we were talking about a lot of our problems in the world are very first world problems. Mm -hmm. And to me, when all your problems are first world problems, you may not realize it, but you're probably living a rich life at that point in time. Absolutely. I think every one of us would be, our current lives would be the dream life of someone else in a less fortunate situation. Well, hence the people at the border. And that's where I can empathize with them, right? They they, they don't want the life that they had, obviously, or you, they wouldn't take the risk. Yeah. Um, they, would, they would much rather have, live here and have to deal with blow up, you know, Christmas <laughs> <laughs> decorations yeah. then having to cross the border or deal with some of the cartels and you know south of the border you know and, and we'll get into this but i think there's also a part and i think i've mentioned my grandfather in prior episodes but he always mentioned looking back on his military service as something that made his life rich because as he said like you, you can't run any further than home can't back up any further right so his idea that he left his wife left his kids one child that he had at the time and headed over to france to fight the nazis when he he came back from that as miserable as it, the experience was and the friends he lost he said that made his life rich because he realized what he had gave rather than what he had got well, definitely gives you a different perspective on, I mean, what you see at home versus what you see over there, right? And especially in a war zone, you're going to be seeing the worst of people and people living in horrid conditions. And, you know, you get back home and, oh, maybe the, the coffee's a little stale or the, the bread's not as fresh as it used to be, but it's way better than it was some other place. Yeah, and I think it ties into as well the whole idea of there's macro rich richness and there's micro richness. And micro being... Oh, look at this watch I have. And then my grandfather looked at the macro richness of, we just saved the nation. We just saved the world. We yep, just right. saved England. And you're, you get to be a part of that historical yeah. moment for forever. Yeah. And it's like when at a baseball stadium, when they ask the veterans to stand up and clap, there's always part of me because I never served, that I look at those guys thinking, wow, the pride they must have. Mm -hmm. to have done that and you did Lauren so you know thanks for that um, but the, pr the pride they must have and especially the ones that really came close to death for something that big 
Well, and, and what's interesting is when you say thank you to a veteran. Thank you, Lauren. So there are times when the veteran, and I don't want to go down a rabbit hole, but I'm known <laughs> for it. There are times when the veteran says, well, all I did was logistics. All I did was supply chain. All I did was this. No, what you did was you signed your name on the dotted line yeah. to go and defend the nation, put yourself in harm's way if necessary, which is much more than I did for the nation. And there's been many a pilot, a medic, um, a signal or whatever they are who ended up in a box. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, who weren't frontline soldiers. Yeah. So, you know, that, that to me is part of that richness. And I think you have to take a really introspective and you have to take time to get to the point to say to yourself, wow, actually for all, everything that I could count and maybe a, a good sized list, the things that I don't like about my life or things that I feel are going right with it, still a rich life. I was tasked with an, a project, it was probably six months ago, um, about as soon as you wake up in the morning, think about all the things that you should be grateful for. Yep. And spend four or five minutes before you pick up your cell phone to check. Did you get the email from work? Did you, all of the chaos that exists in our cell phones. And, and I use my cell phone as my alarm. So I'm grabbing that first to hit snooze only one time, <laughs> but <clears throat> it was very, it added so much peace and thankfulness in my mind. When I would look up, I'm like, Hey, I've got a roof over my head. I've, I've got my wife sleeping next to me. I've got food in the cupboards. No, it might not be the gourmet meal that I want, but I've got food in the cupboards. Yeah. And I've got a car in the driveway that I can use to get to where I need to be. And I do think that, you know, you look back on your grandfather's life and the richness that he felt, that's not a fancy coat. That's not a, mm -hmm. a fancy vacation home. That is a deeper level of consciousness and changing the trajectory of mankind that is far greater than that beautiful lakefront second home. Yeah. Well, for me, like when I think about all this, you know, think about the rich, richness of my life, I, I would consider the friendships that we have as that's like, of the, one of the yeah. best things of this last year is, is the friendships we've all had, right? Absolutely. It's, I mean, it's easy to do this, keeping up with the Kardashians and going, okay, I've got the new Rolex. And Which I've is got, very shallow. Right. Yeah. And, but Ultimately. most people, yeah. that's when they think uh, riches is material. You know, I think there is a quote that's been, re you know, surfacing a lot recently is to think about it in a hundred years, everything that you deem as valuable will be sitting in a junkyard somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That well, fancy car will be in a scrapyard somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Well, mine will probably be there a lot quicker than that. But, um, <laughs> um, but, you know, we talked in our episode about getting laid off, about attitude, right, and how important that attitude is. And there's a, a saying out there, the attitude of gratitude. And I think a lot of it comes down to, Greg, like what you were saying, it's, it's and, it, and it, I don't think it's natural. I think it's something that's a, a muscle memory thing. You have to practice Mm -hmm. that attitude of gratitude mm -hmm. absolutely of, of thinking to yourself you know if you know you, you if you have a car accident and some people go through it's the end of the world and then a couple of hours later it's just a couple of thousand dollars and you gotta get it fixed and that 
you're not dead and you're not maimed and the kids are fine and mm-hmm. but it's it's controlling yourself from going to those dark places that because I don't think you can be in dark places and live a rich life I think you have to be living in the light um, to be in that place I, I completely agree one of our earlier podcasts we challenged people to put down the phone to stay away from the phone uh, for an extended period of time. And I think this topic ties back into that earlier podcast, because if you, as we've talked about multiple times, you will find what you're looking for on the internet. Whatever it is. Whatever it is, based on the bots that are gonna feed information to you if you're on a social media site based on what you're spending time looking at or liking or what have you, you can easily work yourself up into a frenzy because the next door neighbor's got a brand new Mercedes. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm a bum. I'm not driving a brand new Mercedes. My life's terrible. Yeah. Oh, definitely. So my son had his birthday yesterday and one thing he wanted to do was go and play disc golf. So we go down to play disc golf, and I'm completely crap at it. So, you? Yes. Oh, it's p- pathetic. Um, so there's trees, and there's a wide open space, and I throw, and it goes straight to the right <laughs> <laughs> through a fence, and I'm like, oh man, I've just hit that guy's car. I hope there's no one in it. So I run up, and this guy gets out of the car. And he goes, do I have to pick these things up all day? And I'm like, hey man, sorry. It's... And I notice. He's got a withered arm. Okay. Super big smile on his face, driving a super nice car. And I got chatting to him for a minute. The nicest guy. And I kept thinking, wow, I could never be that cheerful living with like a a, a deformity. And it's pathetic. And I feel bad even saying I couldn't. Or maybe I could, but I don't feel I could. And I thought to myself, wow, talk about having the strength, the fortitude to have a great attitude with that kind of disability. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's, again, I think that's uh, overcoming challenges makes you a richer person. There was, uh, and I'm, I'm sure that both of you gentlemen have, have seen this, and the reason I bring it up is that all of our sons have played organized or club baseball for years. But there's actually an official that I've seen in a number of different uh, tournaments that has a, I don't know what the right term is, withered arm or a, uh, an arm that doesn't have the same strength as the other arm. Very proficient official. And you don't notice it until you see how the ball is being thrown back to the pitcher uh, when the official is throwing it. And I remember thinking, man. You know, normally I'm very thankful for the officials that are out there sweating like crazy. I know they get paid to do these games, but not a whole lot. And then there's this guy that loves the game so much that he's out here working through a disability, sweating like crazy. And yes, he is getting paid for this, but not in line with what they put up with. Well, he's getting a, a chance to be a part of the sport that he loves. Because me, right. you talk to a lot of those, the blue out there, they're just like, I just I still want to be part of the game and somehow mm-hmm. and yeah if he's got a, a injury or a, a deformity that won't let him play this is the closest that he can play and he can continue his love for the game forever sure. yeah, and that makes your life richer finding ways to get through challenges 
just gives you like a richer life. And I think everyone here in the topic, are you living a rich life, would say to themselves, okay, when are they going to talk about money? I, I, I don't think, well, now let's, let's address it. Like, who doesn't know someone who's miserable and loaded? I think I know a fair few. I think everybody that's listening, having their cup of coffee at home, I know the three of us, well, I can't speak for Lauren, but I know people that are, from outward appearances, very financially wealthy and absolutely miserable. Yeah. I think we live in the capital of that. You know, Scottsdale area is the capital for, uh, you know, the appearance of being rich and everyone's trying to appear to be, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, you know, like we were saying. And, and, uh, but we're also probably the divorce capital of the world as well, just because of that. Just so, so question then why, right? Why, why do, do you get blessed with the money that people would all say solves every problem that you have? And then, and yet we meet these people and you, and you, I, I'm, I've said it to myself and actually I've said it out loud before. I'm glad I'm not them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because I, I, it just, it's sad. Well, there was a, an earlier podcast that I shared a story growing up that there was a classmate of mine from a very wealthy family and they came over to have Sunday night dinner with my family. And it was just a regular Sunday night dinner, but the whole family was there and it was a conversation. How was your week? What's going on? What's coming up this week? What did you accomplish last week? And at the end of the meal, friend was getting ready to leave and said, do you guys do this every week? And I'm sitting there thinking, oh my gosh, they're driving this brand new car going back to this mansion. And wow, what would it be like to drive that car every day instead of my junker that I've got to work on to get to school tomorrow? And they're thinking, wow, you've, you've got a really blessed life. You've got this family that's they're all together sharing a meal, yeah. asking, hey, how are you doing? And so that richness f from outward appearances, they had everything they could ever want. Without wisdom, can you understand what a rich life is, no. though? I think you can attempt to, you may think so. I think that's why people chase the dollar all the time. You know, they think that the, I mean, it's, it's not the real wisdom of knowing what you have, in, in life, but they're like, they, what the, they don't know what they don't know. You know, I'd love to do. I'd love to get, um, you know, a nine box situation where in each of them you put maybe Rolex, friends, big house, Porsche, um, church, and all these different things, and say to millennials, what is richness? to see what they would choose mm, in order that would be interesting. versus someone who's like a baby boomer or someone who's Gen X. So that older demographic, right? Who've, who've lived and understand that my Rolex don't make me happy. Well, is it the, the generation, is it a generational thing or is it the, the going back to the, the optimist or the pessimist? No, I think it's something that it, it, it's, I personally think it's a wisdom thing. I think you become wise and wisdom shows you, you know, what's impo more important in life and what makes your life rich and special. There, uh, there are times when I've thought, uh, 
struggling with something professionally or what have you, and my thought has been, there's going to be no mention of what I did professionally on my gravestone. Nope. No. And and you think about the idea of you can't take it with you, yet there are some individuals that are very financially wealthy that have built structures for themselves, the mausoleums, the big, massive, uh, almost like a museum to themselves, and they're still alive. But they're looking, they're, this is where they want to be buried, and this will be their final resting place. It doesn't matter. You're gone. No one cares. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. And no one will care. Well, think about this. Outside of your kids, maybe your grandkids, definitely not your grandkids, will not know any of your stories. They'll never know, like... Yeah. They may know, Ian, that you worked in the music industry, but they won't know Maybe. the artist that you worked yeah. with. Oh, they don't know it now. That was only 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, right? <laughs> but, but right now, in the recording of this podcast, it's now been sealed. Etched in time. Etched in yeah. time. And they'll hear your voice talking about it, which is, cool. I, so I think, a richness of the world that we live in today. Sure, we can, we can spend time and talk about all the negative. It is memories, right? Yeah. Now there's... I don't, I don't know what my great-grandfather's voice sounded like, but my great-grandchildren theoretically will know what my voice sounds like. Do we have to listen to Granddad again? <laughs> yes, listen to your parents. Yeah. <laughs> They'll be like, what was that they were talking about? What's yeah. a podcast? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's baseball? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. What's a Mercedes? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Rolex. Yeah, because I think you get to a point where... You know, as I say, younger people, I think they look at things more materially. Older people look at things more as memories, because as you get close to the grave, you realize, like you said, like, you, you don't put a guitar in the coffin with you. You don't, you, you don't, you don't take material things. It's just, you know, who cares? Mm -hmm. But you also... You realize when, if anyone who's listening has cleared out a loved one's belongings after they die, they get dispersed and they're gone. And there may be the odd ring, the odd trinket, the odd book they used to read, but you go, wow, they had a big house and now I've got four things. And that's gone. And then you think of experiences and, you know, you think of a rich life and some people would disagree and go, marriage is not a rich life. That is torture. Um... But then there's a, a, but I know people who are men who've probably had a thousand different sexual partners and they're miserable, mm -hmm. absolutely miserable. And I'm thinking as bad as marriage could be, could it be worse than that sort of torment of that sort of chasing? Maybe, I don't know. Um, Cause I know, I actually do know some people who have had Marriages that you go, how on earth did you get into that? And <laughs> wow, you got out of it. Like violence, all that sort sure, of stuff. You know? Sure, so, And that's definitely not a rich life. <laughs> but then again, is it also experiences that... But it, 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 that could, be, it could lead to a rich life, right? Yeah, it could. Because no, you if you divorce, right? Well, if you... <laughs> 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 well, like in that, that violent situation now, it's just like a, in a war zone, right? They get back and then they can really appreciate the next person they are with. True. Mm. Oh, yeah. No, and if, if, if they're able to, yeah. But I think they mainly would. Yeah. You know, but it's amazing as well how many um, 
I've always fascinated women chase bad men how many times like mass murderer John blah 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 gets a thousand letters in prison it's like what (laughs) it's like a thousand from one woman no one from a thousand women and you're like at what he murdered people yeah I I don't understand that psychology the bad boy psychology makes you wonder what was the upbringing for that woman uh, back to the wisdom. So, <clears throat> is it wisdom that creates the richness, or at least the mindset of ri- of living a rich life? Not necessarily the tangible assets, but the feeling of living a rich life. I have often thought, after meeting people who were river raft guides in the summer and ski lift lifties in the winter, I've thought. One, they've got life figured out because they're outdoors all the time. They're hanging out with people that enjoy the experience. They're getting paid to do it. Granted, not very much, but also the wisdom that they must gain. I mean, if you guys have done a whitewater rafting trip, let's let's say it's a half day trip. Well, then you've got four hours with those people. Maybe it's a full day. Maybe it's a couple days. But the stories that they would learn and hear of people, oh, we've been planning this for four years. It's our 20th wedding anniversary. We did this when we first got married, whatever it might be. I think, wow, those people have a lot of wisdom. Uh, uh, But I would say that on the adverse of that, I don't think riches create wisdom. Wisdom can create riches, but riches can't create wisdom. But I think you can, so here's the thing. Think about this. In, in our scenarios, exactly, our kids played Little League together. To them, that's a rich experience. They're going to look back at that, you know, except for us yelling at our They'll own kids. They'll look back at it. They'll look back and go, this, and it even had fun at the time, right? They're going to look back and go, that was some of the best memories of my life. Maybe, hopefully, the add-on to more memories, but... There wasn't wisdom. It's just their outlook on life. They were innocent. I, I do agree that our kids are going to look back with fond memories. I look back with fond memories. Yeah. I think about, <clears throat> I, I came across, I think I shared the story before, that that uh, I, I received a social media post or a message, uh, someone saying, oh, this person always talked about how they enjoyed when you coached. They had fond memories of it. And I was thinking about how chaotic my life was when I was coaching and it was stressful to get there on time and to get the field set up and do all these different things and then rush home to feed the kids. And it just seemed chaotic, but it was more relaxing for me in that time to have this two hour window that I couldn't worry about work. I couldn't answer the phone because I was responsible for all of these kids running around on the field, swinging bats at each other and being (laughs) knuckleheads. And it was... I look back on that as a rich experience that it brought me peace in the moment. I didn't realize it at the time, but now that I look back, I think it was a blessing. It calmed me down for two hours and got my mind off of things and probably made me better at problem solving. So what advice do we have to help people live a rich life? Well, early on, we talked about having the the time to look back and do some self-reflection I would challenge you, when you wake up tomorrow morning, try it for a week. Set the phone down. Think for two minutes, four minutes. 
what you can be thankful for, what you're grateful for in your life, and I think it will help you realize that you probably live a richer life than you think you do. I'd say write 10 things in your life currently that you would consider oh. riches that you have. Yeah. And not yeah. material things. 10 things that you consider riches. I would go back to what, we, what we've started with our coffee uh, in the mornings. Reach out to friends, have a mm -hmm. conversation. Have a, have a real conversation with someone, learn something about the people that you're around. Yeah, friends are a big part of it, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's our episode on Are You Living a Rich Life? We'd love to hear from you. Log on to bondedvoices.com and give us your feedback and maybe even give us your top 10 of things that you would consider your riches in your life. And maybe on a subsequent episode, we'll cover that as well. So from us, we'll see you next time. I'm Ian. I'm Greg. This is Lauren. And we'll see you next time on Bonded Voices. Hi, this is Ian from Bonded Voices. Each month we will be giving away $100 in gift cards to our fans. All you have to do is register on the bondedvoices.com site and solve the monthly puzzle. It's easy to do, no purchase necessary. Thanks for being a listener.